Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. We are bringing this show to you in an effort to showcase all the wonderful nonprofits in our community and also to educate you on resources available and to how to use your passion to get involved and give back. And one of the things that uh, I look at this is actually, for me, um, almost 29 years of doing Money Sense. And so I'm really happy to be here today um, talking about Milwaukee Philanthropic Community. And something that's been really important to me and to EIG is to provide education. And I think it's so important for our community to really know and understand how much is happening here. Because very often, you know, there's big billboards and there's um, TV ads on some of the really big foundations, but we lose sight of all of the things that are happening really deep into our community. So I'm really excited today to bring my two guests to you. One is uh, Casey Rosansky, and she is the Fund Development Marketing for St. Anne Center, and Randy Cole, who is a dementia care specialist, and he's with the Waukesha Aging and Resource Center. And, you know, I always laugh, Randy, and say to myself, oh my goodness, I mean, do I have dementia? <laughs> Am I forgetting things? And, um, and, and I laugh, and, you know, on one hand, it's funny for me to say that, but truly and honestly, there are so many people that are suffering with dementia, and I'm certain that there's all different levels of it and how we can deal with it. And I know even as a financial advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group, I can look back at probably 10 or 15 of my either families or individuals who all of a sudden I start seeing signs. They're calling constantly, asking me the same question. Yes. Stopping in the office unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and, and all of a sudden we sit back and we just sort of say, something just doesn't seem right. You know, it just doesn't seem right. But there's, there's such um, I know there's um, dementia mm-hmm. and, and there's Alzheimer's and there's a whole bunch of different titles that people have and it's really hard to understand what to do it and as a business and I'm certain as a family and as a mother and you know it's it's difficult there's so many things going on and so today what I'm hoping hoping that we can do is um, really have a friendly conversation talking about some of these issues and educating people as how they can recognize signs and what some of the resources in our community is and so I think um, Randy I'll start with you because I've been talking about the dementia and maybe you can give us some insight into what that means and what the impact on our community is. Certainly, and, and thanks, Karen. You're right. Um, I think that is a very common concern that people have, especially as they're aging, and we start to have some forgetfulness. You know, we might start misplacing things or do some word searching where we're not quite sure what word we should be saying, and people are like, oh, my gosh, does this mean I have dementia? <laughs> should I go and, you know, get tested to see is there something else that's going on? And you're, you're right. That is a genuine concern because of the fact that it is very associated with aging. Mm -hmm. Now, we talk about there's a difference between normal aging and what is dementia. And so 
to really break that down and have a good understanding of the difference is that if you're beginning to see those signs and symptoms, you know, like I mentioned, the forgetfulness, maybe that uh, some disorientation, maybe some changes in some decision-making or problem-solving, that's a normal part of aging. But when it begins to impact you getting through your day, you know, where, like you said, you have that client that shows up and says to you, well, my appointment was today. And you're like, mm, no, it's not until next week. Well, then that starts to impact somebody's life a little bit more. And that's what that is. That's that sign that there might be something more going on here that we should really check into. What I'd like to do, and I know we won't do it yet, but talk about some of the, those signs that children can recognize. We've got the mm-hmm. holidays coming up. Yes. And so I know that a lot of families spend time together and often that time is um, impacted by distance. And so it's not all, you know, they, they see them after maybe six months or a year, and it's you can really see differences. But um, I know that we're going to get to that yes. later, for sure, later in the show. Um, my other guest, which is Casey Rosansky, is um, the fund development for St. Anne Center. And my understanding is, then, Casey, is that one of the goals that you have, and I had read that in your in your literature, is to provide essential community-based services we want to be there, whether for you, your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, your child, in whatever way we can be of help. And that's, I, I know how important that is because as I talk to clients too and I talk to children, they're worried like, what are the resources? How can we really help our parents? And that can be very scary as well. So how, how does St. Anne Center um, provide those types of services? So at the core of what we do at St. Anne Center is we're providing day programs for children, adults with disability, and then what we call the frail elderly, which is um, sometimes adults with dementia or just adults who would be kind of isolated at home. They may not have a big family connection um, or they're in a group home and there's not a lot of activities going on. So what we're providing is an alternative also to nursing homes. So we find a lot of times um, children who are caring for their older, caring for their parents um, think that nursing homes are their only option. And then sometimes that means sending, you know, mom away, which can be far. And so what we like to provide is um, in-community location for older adults to stay in their community and also have just the friendships that form. We have about 100 adults on a daily basis that come to our center. And the real magic happens with the kids. Um, so they do intergenerational activities, which can be, you know, they'll throw balls back and forth or they'll do arts and crafts. Um, we do a lot of singing, karaoke, <laughs> which, as you can imagine, intergenerational karaoke, <laughs> very adorable. Um, <laughs> and, and what we do... Is also where, yeah, we really provide a resource for caregivers then. So we have caregiver support groups. Um, we have on-site dental and medical clinics. So you just drop off your loved one, and we just take care of everything, that full picture. And the kind of like what Randy's trying to do is look at the best and innovative ways that we can take care of our aging populations. Randy, in terms of the dementia, what's happening in our world? I mean, how pronounced is that? And 
um, what happens as people age and they're still working or would like to work, and what is the impact, and the impact on the community? Yeah, and it is a huge impact. Unfortunately, it is one of the most growingest um, areas of concern, you know, and it's been identified as a public health concern at this point because we have such a number, large number. So in the United States alone, we're talking about that there's over 10 million people that have the disease. Why is that? Because we're an aging population, and that is the biggest risk factor for the disease. When we sit down and we look at if we're at a you know a group of individuals that are 85 and older, one in two of those individuals is going to have some form of dementia. That's the significance. What we also know, and your question is so valid, our communities is where these individuals are. They're not in a skilled nursing facility or a memory care. Most of them, 79%, are in the community. So we need those communities to understand and support them. And that's why it's so valid for us to be looking and saying, hey, what can we do? What can we do to help the individuals living in their homes that have dementia as well as their families and caregivers? Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, let's look at what that actually looks like. We talk Mm -hmm. about the community. And when you talk about the community, it's Ellen Becker Investment Group, and it's Walgreens, and it's Costco, and and, um, restaurants, and fast foods, and getting gas. And it's everything, picking up dry cleaning, and everything that you have to do. That's our community. And driving. Oh, yes. And all of the different things. So let's take a quick break and let's talk about the community and what the community can do and how the community can be educated to to take a look at that. And with that, we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Investment Group. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, founder and senior wealth advisor, and I have two guests today, Casey Rosansky, and she is the vice president of fund development and marketing for St. Anne's Center, and Randy Cole, who is a dementia care specialist with Waukesha Aging and the Resource Center, and we were just sort of laughing um, during the intermission here and talking about our community and talking about all of the services and how people feel. And I know that there must be a point in time where you kind of start to think about, you know, do I have dementia? And I asked you during the break, I said, I said, um, Randy, my mother's 90 years old and she's sharp as a tack. Is that good news? Mm, absolutely. <laughs> Good genes. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Good genes. Good genes, I guess. And so how does the community become educated and how do they, um, I don't want to say deal with because that seems that seems so contrite, but how can they support, support. Yep. Um, individuals who are experiencing memory loss and maybe it's moving to dementia or it's a, a memory loss, but you talk about so many people being affected yeah we talk about how it takes a community to support a child well it takes a community to support everyone you know Mm -hmm. and that's the way we really look at it when you ask the question about how do you how do you recognize how do you support how do you you know find out how to do that Mm -hmm. you know that's a very challenging thing because we sometimes feel like we live in a silo world but 
one of the great things that's happening, especially in Waukesha County and throughout the state, are the dementia-friendly communities. And there is one that's happening right in your own neighborhood, right here in Pewaukee. Um, And so it's really about creating community awareness about what is dementia, what are the signs of dementia, the symptoms, how do you communicate? with somebody that has dementia as well as support them. What can you do in your community? So if that's from businesses to government to et cetera, your neighbors, your churches, how can everybody learn how to support? And that's what that is. It's a big part about it because it does take a community. Well, there's there's a process between someone having, I mean, you don't wake up one day and have dementia. No, you sure there's, don't. There's a process. Yeah. And so I know I have noted myself with different clients that it was over years yes. and I just started to see the signs and then all of a sudden it got a little bit more and a little bit more and it took years to actually get to the point where that person wasn't able to participate in the community very well. Yeah. But in, in between, there's a lot of time and a lot of support needed so that that individual can still be part of a community. Right, because I think a lot of times we see those signs, but we almost ignore them because we're not quite sure what to do. How do we go through that process of helping them or even connecting them to services to make sure that they can stay stay independent, engaged in their community? And that's what we need to do. How does a business get connected with you to learn about it, and and I'm guessing that you know you think of a of a big company like a Walmart who has so many mm-hmm. people working, or a food store, or a Sendex, or anything that's around here. How do they engage with you to actually do you do a class on that? I mean, what does that look like? Because you'd have to you'd have to explore that with your whole company. Yeah, and that's a great question, and, and we do we do just that. We do what's called a dementia friendly business training so we can go into the business and provide it's usually about an hour long training for the employees uh, in which we give them a platform on again the same thing recognizing what dementia is recognizing somebody that may have dementia learning how to communicate learning how to work through a crisis situation that they may be in and then connecting them to those resources that are available in those communities um, what's great is we were just having a conversation the other day about how different orientation now is with these employers, that almost everything is digitally platformed. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about creating a video, a mm-hmm. training video specific to dementia. So in case people can't come to them to do the training, they can do it right online. How wonderful that would be. So um, a family got together this past holidays and I know you and I were talking, and very often one of my clients will say, man, I just visited mom and dad, and it just didn't feel right. And I noticed that there was all this mail stacked up, and there was a lot of leftovers in the refrigerator, and and it just seems like, you know, mom was much more forgetful. What do they do? Yeah. You know, that's a challenging thing because it's like, can you point those things out to mom? Not always because mom might be in denial of that main thing that we talk about is looking at the possibility of going and having them go to their physician to go and do some diagnostic testing to see is there something that's more going on here. Also, to what's nice about it is that in Wisconsin, there's an aging and disability resource center in every county, and they provide that service. So connecting mom to their local aging and disability resource center would be a very positive move to do. Is there a lot of abuse that goes on with people with dementia? 
unfortunately, they're one of the um, populations that's most susceptible to frauds and scams and, you know, different types of uh, financial abuse. Yeah. It makes me really sad. It is sad. Yeah. It makes me really sad. When we talk about um, dementia, and I know, Casey, you and I had a chance to just talk a little bit during the break, and I had heard about this um, community in um, Scandinavia, and I got so excited about it because I'd never heard of anything like that, and it was um, not just aging in place, but it was mostly Alzheimer's patients and dementia in place. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I thought, okay, that is exactly where I would want to go because they sort of could roam the town or the village. And it was a village, what you said, that was really um, taking care of them and welcoming them and making it comfortable for them to be. And I, I know St. Anne went, or Sister Anne went there. So talk about that place a little bit. It's so exciting. It's so exciting. So, yes. So thanks to Bader Philanthropies, um, Sister Edna, our president, was able to go to, I'm going to try to say it, Hoyek, um, (laughs) and see this. It's an entire village, and there's one door, um, at least one very visible. There's obviously other fire doors, (laughs) but one very obvious door. And it is basically, just think of, you know, kind of a main street of any city, and that's what it is. And it's all, um, it's very safe and enclosed. What we see, and uh, I'm sure what Randy sees in some other institutions, a lot of times these adults are limited to a very small space. You had mentioned a quarter, a hallway. Yeah, hallway. sometimes mm-hmm. some of these Alzheimer's locations, it's a wing, and I wouldn't want to spend, you know, my days in, in a, just a hallway. It's it's very sad. So we love this concept, um, and that's why Sister Edna really wanted to go out there because. It, every community could benefit from something mm-hmm. like this. They said that the, one of the outcomes that was so noticeable was the children. There was less crime. There was less drugs. There was less of everything because the children became uh, young adults and kids were holding hands and helping and, and steering these people and laughing with them that it changed everything. Yeah. It wasn't just the people with dementia. I mean, this was yes. a community change. It was a community environmental Uh, magic. Yeah. At some point in history, I don't know why, but as, um, especially here in America, we started separating the generations. And now from, you know, decades of doing that, we're really seeing a lot of negative things that are happening from it. Um, And as someone who sees intergenerational magic literally every day, um, it just doesn't make sense to me why we're isolating, you know, kids are in this space, adults are in this space, and never the two shall meet. <laughs> um, it just doesn't make sense because the benefits, um, Generations United has done a ton of um, actual research. We don't have a budget for research, unfortunately. Um, but the children, they perform way better in school. Um, a big problem with uh, our aging population, and I think just our population in general, is isolation. Yeah. Um, that's huge. And that onsets dementia, depression. Mm -hmm. So when we can just get these groups together, um, and they can be, it's so fun to watch the children teach the adults and the adults teach the children. A fun thing I always say on tours of St. Anne center is when you bring your kid here, you don't just have two teachers. Your kid has 80 teachers. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, just a quick story for myself is my mom is um, started out in independent living and then had to have more care and now is actually in the nursing home at the retirement community that she's in. And when um, she was all by herself in the room, and my mother's really spunky and sassy, and um, we just noticed that she had started to kind of get into depression and and she's on dialysis so that was a difficulty anyways yeah. to accommodate and she was just so sad all the time and um what happened was she ended up having a roommate and and she's as sassy as my mother is That's and, <laughs> and and silly and spunky and sparky and my mother changed like overnight so true. My mother became, I mean, I remember seeing her and she said, you know, I told dad I'm ready. And I'm like, you know, and she said to me, well, make sure that you pull my plug. And I said, mom, you don't have a plug. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, there's no plug to pull here. And, um, but the minute that when you talk about the isolation, the minute that my mother got a roommate that she could identify with and to talk with and to joke with and to tell stories with, her attitude changed. And I was talking to my son last night. We had dinner, and I said, Grandma's going to live another 10 years <laughs> because she her whole perception changed. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine. And there's another lady there that's so cute, and she sits and she holds an artificial dog. And oh, there's yeah. another one there that holds a baby, yes. uh, a, like one of those lively feeling babies. Mm-hmm. And it's not that people have dementia and they have no emotions. No. It's, it's, that stays intact for a very long time. It stays intact for yes. a very long time. With that, let's take a break and we will be right back. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Please tune in at noon for my show, our show, Money Sense, and uh, we are so happy to be able to bring two different um, shows to you, and all of both of them are educational. One, we're hoping to educate educate you on Milwaukee's philanthropic community because there are so many wonderful organizations doing so many wonderful things that are combining efforts to really make a difference. And of course, with Money Sense, we really do want to be there to help you on a on a financial platform to really feel organized and um, and to help you be educated on your money. And as I always so say, we want you to be really connected to your money. And so with that, I'm going to reintroduce Casey Rosansky, who is the Vice President of Fund Development Marketing for St. Anne Center, and Randy Cole with um, Waukesha Aging and Resource Center. He is a dementia care specialist. And I think that um, when we were telling stories about my mom and how I remember my grandma and my grandfather, actually, who went into a nursing home. And I remember my dad saying to me, and not to me specifically, but to everybody in the family, don't you ever put me there. And mm-hmm. um, and so there's this big fear about leaving houses. And one of the conversations that I have with my clients all the time is, what does that move look like? And, you know, if you want to stay in the house, do, what, what happens if one of you die? What happens? And who's going to, you know, sort through everything? And... Um, but it's a big step to think about moving from your home, and it's a hard step. It's a very hard step, and I'm certain that both of you deal with that on a regular basis. True. And 
the transition is so traumatic for individuals, especially if somebody has dementia. It's a very challenging move. And so we try to encourage and promote somebody to stay in their home as long as possible because there are services. There's lots of services that can be provided um, in the home, you know, even home health or just regular home care agencies that can provide that support. So we never encourage somebody to move in that direction of going to some kind of a facility unless it's absolutely necessary. You know, Randy, I sat down with a client not too long ago, and um, she came here on behalf of talking to her mom about her finances, and she was so tired. Mm -hmm. And she said, "Um, I've taken all the knobs off the stove, and there's this new stove that you can get that shuts off. And I mean, she had gone through the whole house to try and accommodate her mom's um, very early on Mm -hmm. um, dementia. And yet she was exhausted. Can you talk a little bit about the families and how families deal with this issue and the fear of a parent getting hurt or a fear of a parent walking out of the house and being lost? And you see these silver alerts all the time. Yes. I Mm. mean, there's a lot to this. It's not just the dementia. Yeah, this is what I've been thinking about this throughout this interview. You know, we've talked about looking a lot for the signs of for an adult with dementia, but also too, is like, look for the caregivers. Um, At St. Ann Center, we also always are advocates for staying in the home as long as possible. That's why we provide day programs, Mm -hmm. but all of our adults, they go home at night. Um, And we have caregivers come to us that are exhausted. We have seen it time and time again. Um, and it's the whole, you know, you can't take care of others if you're not taking care of yourself. So at some point, unfortunately, you know, those hard decisions do have to be made. And the nursing home is the best option. I think of my own grandfather where almost um, our entire family was like, Grandma, he's got to go to a nursing home. Mm-hmm. He was just beyond the level of care that our family could give him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he had dementia and it was progressing very quickly. So like I say, look for the caregivers. Um, and this kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier about that mindset of, you know, we're in silos. I got to do this on my own. I can take care of this, but no reach out. You know, that's what St. Ann center is for. That's what the aging and disability resource center is for there are supports if you don't have that big family support, but you have got to take care of yourself first. I think there's statistics out there that caregivers get sick very frequently, yes. and then you can't caregive. Correct. You can't be a good caregiver if you're not taking care of yourself, you yes. know, and that's the main thing. Um, I like the fact that, that Casey mentioned that um, you have to know your limitations as a caregiver. When is that time where you can no longer be safe in doing what you are. You know, if there's a lot of lifts or transfers or things that you're doing for the person that you're caring for, and it puts you in possible safety jeopardy, that that's that time to recognize, okay, this, I do need to look at something more. I need to look at what that next step is. Um, Because yeah, as much as we want to do everything, we physically or even emotionally might not be able to. I spoke to one of my clients whose spouse has got is has dementia, and I noticed the difference with him when I saw him and talked on the phone. He's talking very quickly, and he said, "Karen, it's so hard because she asks me the same question all the time, all the time, all the time." And I try to tune it out, but 
very often, you know, she'll say it and she looks at me like I should have an answer. And yeah. so it's not like I can pretend that the question isn't there. It's the same thing over and over. And that also must be very hard on the caregiver. Yeah, it's patience. really challenging. Yeah. You've got to have a lot of patience. And unfortunately, when, when dealing with people, there is no, you know, one size fits all mm-hmm. solution. Unfortunately, you know, Randy can't sit here and say, well, you do step one, then step right. two. These are people. So they all, you know, there's some techniques and tricks, but it's really just learning how to deal with that loved one. We certainly, um, I could tell you different stories from our, um, that our clients have told me, you know, a thousand times. So it's kind of just knowing how to (laughs) redirect the conversation. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's why we say caregivers have to take care of themselves because you can't let yourself get pushed beyond that line um, where you're like, I just can't take this anymore. That's why you need your breaks. Um, Places like St. Anne Center, we offer a respite center. So for up to 20 days, you can bring your loved one there um, and then you can go take care of yourself, go on a business trip. Um, so, but I think having those breaks are so important because yeah, you, you're going to get asked the same questions over and over <laughs> again. That's for sure. And you have that worry of, you know, is mom or is my wife going to get up and leave in the middle of the night? You know, especially when those fears really start to become more common, that's when you, you really, really need to reach out for help. What are the hurdles that families go through with dealing with people with memory loss? Yeah. What happens is that we live in such a, um, a logical world and dementia is not that way at all it's the furthest thing we talk about if you try to use logic and reason with somebody with dementia you're not going to get very far you know you have to (laughs) we call it entering into dementia world (laughs) because you really do you have to go into that world to understand so like for example thinking about that question that they've asked for the 15th time to them that's the first time they've asked that question and so even though You've heard it 15 times for them. It's the first time. So it really is working around that and making sure that we enter into that creative world that dementia is in. And the frustration, the frustration of watching that person that you care so much about disappear. Yeah, Yeah, that loss where you can see that you are potentially losing that person. They're there. They're still there. But the disease covers up, you know, who they truly can be on the outside. So when we talk about these women that I've seen when I go to visit my mom holding the little dog or holding the the puppy, the, the feelings are there. Mm-hmm. And the feelings of need of touching and connection are vital. And yet so often the disease scares people and you have almost this uh, line of separation. Yeah. You know, we have that core value that doesn't ever go away, that core value of needing and wanting to offer love. It's there. And so we need to recognize that and actually celebrate it, you know, really go with it. I have two guests today, Casey Rosansky, who is the Vice President in Fund Development um, for St. Anne's Center, and Randy Cole, who is with Waukesha Aging and Resource Center and Dementia Care Specialist. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group. My guest today 
is Casey Wozanski, and she is a fund development and marketer for the St. Anne Center, as well as Randy Cole, who is a dementia care specialist for Waukesha Aging and the Resource Center. And I guess, Randy, um, when you you think about people with dementia, and we've talked about businesses, and we've talked about families, how how do they reach out? How do they how do they get in touch with you mm-hmm. if they want to have someone? If I want to bring somebody in to do d- dementia um, education, which we've done, mm-hmm. but if we uh, wanted to do that, what would that look like? Sure. The best way to really reach me um, would be through the Waukesha County Aging and Disability Resource Center. And as I said, um, it's actually pretty easy to find if you're just Googling it, you know, obviously um, that way. And every county does have an aging disability resource center. So if you're not even in Waukesha County, but listening to us in other areas, you can do that. <clears throat> and you, you do talks and things with like the Lions Club and all of the different um, groups out there that, that is can correct. engage with you? Yeah, so any community group, any uh, civic organization, any group that would want us to come out and do uh, education about dementia, about aging process, we will definitely do that. And then for the businesses, that specific dementia-friendly business training, we do provide that. All they have to do is contact me, um, you know, as the dementia care specialist in Waukesha County. I'm the only one that's here um, so they can contact me and we'll set up a time where we can come and provide that training for them that sounds wonderful and it, websites and yep so again a county website so Waukesha County and then go to that website and then look for the aging and disability resource center and it's right there Okay, and um, Casey, you get the big question. I'm going <laughs> to hand this magic wand over to you, and you get to have whatever dream it is that you have for St. Anne, and as well as not just St. Anne Center, but for our community at large. What do we need? What do we need to do? My dream would be that no one would be alone. And I think one of the ways we can do that um, and the dream of our president and founder, Sister Edna, is to have more St. Anne centers in Milwaukee, Waukesha, Wisconsin, the United States, the world. Um, I always say, you know, we'd love to have a St. Anne center next to every McDonald's (laughs) just because McDonald's is everywhere. Um, just, Just so important that we have the generations connecting and we curb the isolation. We have some clients who um, are so sad to leave, you know, St. Anne Center, that's, that's their friends, their community, their life. Um, so they just, they don't want to go at the end of the day. And so that, you know, that hurts our hearts to see that. Um, so yeah, just that no one would be alone. It's funny how we live in, you know, air quotes, the most connected times ever, but I, at, really, I feel like we're mo- the most disconnected we've ever been. And so, how do we get an Ann Center next to every McDonald's? Do people have to donate buildings? <laughs> do we? Yes. Do, do you have events? Do I'm certain that um, you need volunteers at St. Ann Center, and so time, money, yes, um, inspiration, um, people's creativity in raising money to do that. How how could someone listening out there say wow you know my mom has dementia or had dementia or my aunt and this is this is something where I'd like to take the baton and run with it how do they run and where do they go yeah so there are so many ways to get involved with St. Anne Center and to help Um, first of all I would say if you are a caregiver or know a caregiver you know let them know about us 
Um, we are a nonprofit, so we don't do a lot of bill. We don't do any billboards and anything of that such. So we really rely on word of mouth um, to bring in our adults and children. As well as, of course, we take donations. You can donate via our website, um, stannancenter.org, S-T-A-N-N center.org. Um, on a yearly basis, we have about 700 volunteers that come through our door. They are so critical. Um, there are so many different jobs that you can do as a volunteer. Um, you know, serve on the board. We've got committees, all that fun stuff. There is definitely a place for you at St. Anne Center if you want to get involved. Okay. So um, when I gave Casey that baton and said that magic wand, what would you want if you had a magic wand, Randy? Oh, thank you for offering that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, an, I'm on a roll today. <laughs> I guess uh, just to say it, that I wouldn't have a job because the, there would be a cure. There would be a cure for dementia, and we wouldn't have to have this at all. That would obviously be my number one magic wand wish. But the other thing would be, as we talked about, is building that community that can support every individual that has dementia, be able to stay in their home. Community has that understanding, that awareness, and the ability to support. Absolutely. Do you know, Randy, I was talking to someone the other day, and they were um, – behind a car on and uh he said oh, i was so frustrated this guy just wouldn't keep going he wouldn't keep going finally he moved and my friend passed over and he said and i looked at him and he just sort of had a blank look yeah and it's like i guess for a wish would me for me would be as long as i've got all these wands around would <laughs> be to have people have empathy oh, and, yes. and to yes. you know and, oh, yeah. and to really have patience and recognize that Everybody is just a little bit different, and we don't know what's on each other's plates. We certainly don't. And to have that empathy and forgiveness and to the ability for everyone to see themselves in that person mm -hmm. because we don't really know what's going to happen that's to beautiful. ourselves. And that's an excellent metaphor that you just said because that's just how we are. We can't see who's in that car, yeah. but we get so frustrated. But then when we do see, it's like, oh, yeah. that's what's going on. you know. And to have that empathy, we need that. Yeah. Thank you both for being guests today. I really appreciate this is such a, uh, a an important an, an important thing. And I guess the one question that I haven't asked is: Is there an age limit to this dementia thing, or or an onset? I mean, does it does it happen to anyone at any age? Or yeah. unfortunately, yes. You know, there are some types of dementia, like a Huntington's disease, that an individual as young as two years old can get that disease. And so it is. It is. It can happen at any age. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And I really do want to thank you for making such a big impact in our community. If uh, you'd like any further information on these organizations, you can call or email Jill Economo, the director of EIG21. So, Randy, when these children are diagnosed with that, is... is is there is there a cure for any of dementia? Apparently, there's many many different types of dementia. I think of one or two, but when you bring that up, there's there's many different things. Yeah, there are many different types of dementia, and each one looks and uh, you know is very different. Unfortunately, there truly isn't a cure or a treatment for any of them. Um, so you can't so eat 
better or I mean all those things help but there's no they pill. all help there's, correct there's no pill. but there's nothing the medications that are given only are for to slow down the progression of the disease but it, disease cannot stop unfortunately um, the only one that is reversible there's a reversible dementia but that's more related to medical conditions mm-hmm. um, that people experience signs and symptoms of dementia but it's because they have something that's going on, maybe a vitamin deficiency or dehydration or depression Mm -hmm. or a medication side effect. So Mm -hmm. when those get treated, then the dementia, some signs and symptoms go away, but otherwise, unfortunately, there is no cure or treatment. And I did, you know, in um, sort of in jest, talk about my mom being 90 and being sharp as a tack, but then again, it it is um, something that can be seen in families or inherited Mm -hmm. or... Yeah, so there is, there are some that are genetically related, um, and that there are some familial um, hereditary type of dementias that are common, especially if the onset of the signs and symptoms is earlier in their age, you know, then there's oftentimes a, a stronger connection. It's yes. better, like anything else, if you have any signs or if you have an intuition to go to the doctor early. Yes, <laughs> early intervention, absolutely. Yes, don't wait till the end or yeah. till you're at your wits' end to yep. <laughs> get some care. It's kind of it's like cancer; it's it doesn't discriminate. There's not a ton of rhyme or reason, so it's it's everybody's issue. That's why we it all is. need to you know work together on this. Yeah. <clears throat> so I want to thank both of you today for being guests. Could you both? Um, Maybe, Randy, first give your website where people can contact you to learn more about getting those classes. Yeah, so the website, would a person would go to the waukeshawcounty.gov, and then it's a backslash ADRC to find us. Mm-hmm. And Casey? So you would go to www.stannecenter.org, which is S-T-A-N-N Center. Thank you guys for all that you're doing in our community and for bringing to the forefront that this is something that all of us will probably at some point come in contact with, whether it's a friend, a neighbor, or someone we work with, and just to be more aware. If you would like to know anything more about these organizations, you can call or email Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach for details. And again, um, join us next week as we talk with other guests who will share how they're making a difference in our community. And be sure to stay tuned today at noon for our Money Sense show. And with that, I hope you have a great weekend. Bye-bye.